Heyo, what's going on everybody? It is episode number 214 of the Audible Farm podcast and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. I'm still drinking Couchtown every single morning because it's my favorite coffee. I know a couple of my friends actually have turned them on to us and said, hey, you got to try this. And uh, boom, it's as easy as that. All you got to do is go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, and they'll ship it directly to your house. That's, that's, that's as simple as that. I mean, you got to buy it, of course, but uh, the prices are extraordinarily comparable to anything you can get in a store. It'll be a thousand times fresher than anything on the shelf. Uh, the, this is basically the freshest coffee you're going to be able to get. He will roast the coffee specifically for you and ship it to your house. None of that. Let's roast it ahead of time and hope somebody buys it stuff. No, no, this is uh, the real deal. So go to couchtowncoffee.com, find a coffee you like, let them know how you want it roasted and they'll ship it directly to your house. All you got to do is grind it up and have some of the best coffee you'll ever have. What's cooler about that is if you let them know Audible Farm sent you, they'll give you 20% off because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. Um, secretly the best coffee in Iowa, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's one of my favorites. That's all I got to say. Check it out. It's totally worth it if you drink coffee. Uh, and basically, everybody drinks coffee. So uh, check it out. CouchtownCoffee.com. This episode is also brought to you by the patrons on the Audible Farm Patreon channel. Got to give a shout out to them. Costs one dollar a month, and you can watch video versions of the podcast. And uh, it's just a nice way to support the podcast. And like I said, it's just a dollar a month is all it costs. And I've got to say thank you to everyone on there: uh, Nate and Eric and Vince and Ronley and Andy and Abby and Matt and Harold and Justin and Travis. And the McAllister Hours, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, is uh, one of our patrons patrons on patreon so hats off to the McAllister hours love it uh and american made music which is a, a band that I, uh one of the members i recently had on the podcast it's a, a band from iowa is also a patron of the audible farm patreon channel which blows my mind so hats off to them too i appreciate it thank you guys for supporting the podcast uh audible farm on patreon one dollar a month it's patreon.com slash audible farm thank you this week, I am sitting down alone. It's a solo episode. I'm not talking about too much in here. Uh, I'm talking about shows I've been to. I'm talking about uh, being thankful for being on, like just having a podcast and having a, a people that listen and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it blows my mind that there's like a community, a, a community here that's being built. And uh, I was recently on another podcast uh, or another show called the McAllister Hours. Uh, which doubles as a podcast. It's a show on on their uh, channel over on YouTube, but it's totally f fun to think about, like the imposter syndrome that some of us have for you know things. And that's another topic I ta I tackle in here. And it's just it blows me away that you know people are so kind and people are willing to um, be as uh, supportive of me, uh, you know, as I am of them, which it, it just blows me away. It's humbling. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, I talk about that. I talk about, you know, getting uh, a gift recently from a, a recent podcast guest, which is, uh, mind blowing, uh, being on the McAllister hours, tackling all sorts of crazy topics over there. 
and uh, you know a little bit of this, that, and the other, uh, just kind of bantering back and forth to myself about different topics. And that's what this episode is, and that's what most of the solo episodes are. But uh, it's fun to sit down and talk to myself, and uh, maybe have some people listening on it. So. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is episode number 214, and it is a solo episode. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. Hey. What's up, guys? It's a solo episode this week. I'm sitting down alone. I'm talking about some good stuff. Well, I don't know if it's good stuff, but what are we talking about here this week? Oh, man. Uh, I went to some shows recently. The last few months, I've been uh, going to concerts, which is something I used to do a lot of, but as of lately, I don't do too much of. So, um, yeah, I guess like uh, when I was in high school... Uh, I started going to concerts with my friends. A few of us would just find shows that we wanted to attend, and uh, we'd pretty much just find a way to make it there. I know uh, there was one occasion where a buddy of mine and I like found some other people in town going to a show, and we weren't necessarily friends with them, or, but we weren't like not friends with them. We just kind of knew who they were. We came from a small town, and it's like, oh, you're going to this concert? We bought tickets too. Can we ride with you if we pitch in gas? And they were like, yeah, that sounds good. So, I mean, that was kind of a fun one. Uh, that show actually was in Chicago, which was like an eight-hour drive. So uh, hats off to them for letting them come or letting us come with them. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I've been going to shows for a long time. There have been uh, instances where like me and my buddies were, I remember we were all like 15 and 16 and we all went up to a show once in uh uh, out, out to Omaha, we went to the so-called ballroom, saw like Goldfinger and stuff. It was, uh, it was super fun, you know, just a bunch of teenagers goofing around driving out there. And, uh, I don't know, it worked, it worked out fine, worked out great. And we all did it. So the older I got, the more I went to shows. I mean, I, I went to a lot of Iron Maiden shows and a lot of metal shows and things like that. That was kind of what my, my go-to was. I started, you know, playing guitar. So like, uh, the guitar gods kind of guys were like guys I went to go see a lot of. And that's kind of the gist of who I went to go see here recently. All the shows were in Des Moines. And uh, let's see here. The first one I went to, I think I went to Polyphia first. But yeah, so I went to the Polyphia show at Woolies. And uh, all I got to say is they they freaking delivered. Holy cow. Uh, it's one of those things where I've listened to it so much uh, you know, like the recordings and things like that. And I've, I mean, I've heard all the songs a zillion times, I guess, whatever. But it's, it's one of those things where being a guitar player, it's like, how well is this going to work when they try to pull it off live? And that was something that I was kind of nervous about. Oh my gosh, the door's open, the cat's opening the door. But yeah, that was something I was like kind of nervous about when I, uh, I kind of went there. I was like, is this going to be as good as I think it's going to be? And I mean, I, it's one of those things, music subjective and not everyone is as nice about things as uh, they could be. So uh, one of the, one of the things, you know, you hear is like, these guys aren't as good live as they are in the studio or whatever. And, and so I really wanted to go check it out. So I went to the show and I, all I have to say is just like, wow. I mean, it was amazing. I couldn't believe how good it sounded live 
The light show was amazing. I mean, everything was just, it was top notch. It's not like, it's not like anything was over the top. Like I said, the light show was amazing. It's not like they had 4 million lights and, and stuff, but it was basically just like, uh, there was like, a, let's see here, eight lights in the back that kind of maybe eight, you know, 12 lights, whatever in the back that kind of just made an X. And that's where a lot of the designs came off of was like, uh, the different rhythms and things like that, that they would play out would kind of play out differently across the lights there. And then they had some side washing lights, which were pretty sweet too, but yeah, that and a little bit of smoke and that was all they needed really. But it was so cool to see how it was all synced up, how well it worked. Uh, it was just such a fun time. I had such a great time going to that show and, uh, yeah, hats off. That was, I was, that was great. That was at Woolies. I don't know. Any, was anybody else I know at that show? Uh, I was, I, I remembered, I was like, oh, I'm going to wait and buy tickets or whatever. And, uh, I'm glad I got them cause they were, it was eventually sold out like the day or whatever before the show. Cause I was just going to try and find someone to go with, but yeah, it all ended up working out great. So I ended up getting a ticket and going. And so, yeah, that was, that was a fun time. Otherwise, uh, you know, if, if you haven't heard Polyphia, I don't know even how to describe it. Like, uh, crazy rhythm, clean guitar, shredding, math, rock, kind of whatever. It's just wild. It's all over the board. It's some crazy stuff. So, you know, that's, uh, it's totally worth checking out if you're intrigued by a uh, wild guitar playing. So otherwise, uh, I went to see the aristocrats and if you don't know who the aristocrats are, that's another one totally worth checking out. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a wild show too. Uh, went and saw that show at XBK in, uh, Des Moines. That was, that's like kind of across the, across the street ish from lefties for those that know lefties uh down in des moines but yeah it's the first time i'd ever been there i'd never been to a show there before which is kind of crazy to think that the venue's been there and i've never been there so uh it's, it, it, i'm not from des moines i'm not there all the time but i you know i go to enough shows uh uh you know smaller shows and things like that that i figured i would have gone you know um before now but uh, yeah, I ended up going to that Aristocrats show that was there um, maybe a month or so back. And that was, that was a great time, too. Uh, the Aristocrats were amazing. Holy cow. Uh, all the songs were about, like, outer space and dinosaurs, if that makes any sense. Uh, and they're all instrumental. Uh, so go figure that one, too. But uh, for those that know, Guthrie Govan, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it, Govan. Somebody correct me uh, online if I'm wrong. But, yeah, uh, that he's like one of those like he's the guitar god or whatever so he's one of those guys that's like super super good at guitar and uh can pretty much just do just about anything on it so uh he made like i i think the story i'd heard and and this is just like go wikipedia or whatever but i think the band was kind of just thrown together for like an event at like maybe at nam or nam um that music festival and uh, I think that's what it was, if I'm not mistaken. It was something kind of like that where they were like, you three are the musical entertainment. Figure it out. And they just like did, and that's the band. Um, they didn't, if I remember correctly, they didn't have any really initial thoughts of like trying to make a huge deal out of it because they were all busy musicians anyways. But they ended up making a band and going with it. So, yeah, I went to the show. I remember listening to their first album a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. So I had listened to their first album quite a bit and uh, had not listened to any of their newer stuff. So I'd say there was a good chunk of stuff that uh, I was not as familiar with. And 
it's still fun going to those shows to watch those people play because that's um i don't know it's it's jazz kind of like i don't know exactly what it is or how you would describe it but it's uh basically people with the ability to bend all genres of everything of what's going on but uh yeah the time signatures were wild the beats were wild everything was just uh crazy if you've never heard the aristocrats i totally suggest checking it out uh i believe if i had to point at one band that um as weird as it sounds kind of got me onto uh like looking up and discovering some of the newer music uh that's out there because i it sounds weird but it's hard to find new music when you find what you like it's like i like this this is what i'm sticking with and it's hard to keep an open mind and listen to something and be like oh this is neat um and I, I feel like that's why some people think if they're the ones that find it first they will be the ones like if i find this organically without somebody telling me to listen to it i think i'll be more open-minded one way or the other uh especially if it's like blind listening where i guess the gist i'm trying to say is like i put the aristocrats uh stations on shuffle on different like streaming platforms and was like all right let's see what comes out here you know on these stations that are based on you know this is based on stuff you might and you know enjoy based on the aristocrats so i i found some of those things and uh ended up finding a bunch of bands that i really really enjoyed and i believe that's kind of how i ran into like uh polyphia eventually you know you just go down the rabbit holes of certain bands that you like and it just takes you to these directions where you're like look at this i like this band i like that band and uh, I would definitely say the Arist. I, th- I think honestly, the Aristocrats were the first band that kind of bent me into like listening to I don't want to say more modern stuff, but kind of uh, opening my eyes back up to to listening to new music, you know. And uh, one of the bands that I found because of them was the Travis Larson Project, and uh, that's like been one of my favorite bands for a long time. Um, that's another one worth checking out if you like instrumental music. But yeah, all this is instrument instrumental music, which is kind of crazy to think that, uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess if I was young and someone was like, you're going to grow up and you're going to like instrumental music, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of weird. You know, I don't know if I want to, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems kind of odd that, uh, that instrumental music, because I mean, what is it? I'm, what am I just going to ride an elevator forever for the rest of my life? Is that why I'm going like, why instrumental music? I don't know. But it, I guess it kind of speaks to me. And I guess me kind of being um, an instrumentalist in some capacity, I guess, uh, it kind of intrigues me, you know, and that's, it's one of those things where like, I wish I could do this, but I also haven't spent, you know, 5,000 hours you know, in the last year and a half, like practicing like some of these people have, you know, practicing eight plus hours a day to get as good as they are. But uh, that's one of the reasons I'm intrigued by it. I want to go see these people go out there and perform and show me what they can do. And uh, yeah, I always viewed stuff like that as worth the ticket price and worth the drive. And I've went to go see a lot of uh, instrumentalists and a lot of uh, not just guitarists, but a lot of people that play a lot of different instruments, uh, stringed instruments usually, but um you know, like I've seen like Bela Fleck, who's like possibly the world's greatest banjo player, maybe, you know, and I've, and this is all subjective, but you know, I've seen Jake Shimabukuru, which is like a, the world's greatest ukulele player, maybe, you know, and uh, Chris Thiele, maybe the world's greatest mandolin player, maybe, 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 but you know, like I've, go, I've gone to see like all these different instrumentalists and uh, one of the ones that I had, I mean, 
I wanted to go see this guy forever. And I've, I've been going to watch shows. And I know some. there's some p- older people that listen to this like, oh, you're easy. Ooh, squeak my shoes. I know there's some older people that listen to this that are going to think like, ooh, junior, like you need to uh, get those numbers up. But I've been going to see shows for, I mean, now almost 20 years, which is wild, you know. And, and for most of that time, I've really wanted to go see Joe Satriani live. And I recall uh, when he was with Chicken Foot, I had debated going to see him a couple times. I was like, this could be really fun, but it's not, you know, I want to go see Satriani play Satriani stuff, you know, and the ultimate dream, honestly, back in the day was to go see G3. I wanted to go see a G3 tour. I never ended up doing it. Uh, Now it's not what it used to be. So it's like probably won't ever happen again, but you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. I'd seen Steve Vai probably like five, six, seven times. And it's not an exaggeration because I can remember seeing him with different people, different amounts of times. Like I've seen him with uh, a couple people like two times and someone else like two times. Then I've seen him alone once and I've seen him uh, with a couple of different friends a couple times. And I saw him on the Generation X tour. So I've probably seen him like you said, like I said, it's like seven times, but somehow Somehow I, I missed out on Satriani and it's not like Satriani doesn't tour. I mean, he toured, you know, basically every year, but a lot of times it was just like Minneapolis. It's like, nah, don't want to go to Minneapolis or like Kansas city. It's like, man, I don't want to go to Kansas city or whatever. But sure enough, Satriani booked a date at Hoyt Sherman. And, uh, that's a venue down in Des Moines. That's crazy. Three different venues. There you go. Uh, Woolies XBK and Hoyt Sherman, uh, three different, three different kinds of venues and three different sizes. Love it. Um, but yeah, he was booked there. So I, yeah, I think it was like the day of the show or maybe the day before the show or something. I had messaged some friends that I had down there. I was like, you guys want to go see this? Like tickets aren't super expensive. There's some in the balcony. We can just like, just go sit up there and enjoy it from up there. I mean, it's, it's, you want to go up front obviously or whatever, but sometimes I just go to shows. It's like, I'm just going to kick back and just relax and enjoy this. And that's exactly what I did. It's like, I waited 15 plus years to see this and uh yeah no amount of of weirdos in the seats near me yelling and and other stuff uh got to me even in the slightest bit i just had an absolute blast went and saw joe satriani finally checked it off the bucket list um let's see here boom for those watching on patreon that's the uh the t-shirt i got pretty awesome so you know and that's another thing is like i uh from all these shows and like most of them I bought a concert shirt so I have concert shirts for days you know and and uh it's funny because like a lot of them I'll just put in boxes because it's like who wants to wear like you know a slightly worn you know off black colored now after it's been faded through years of like you know just sitting there uh who wants to wear like you know a 2012 concert shirt I don't know is let me ask you guys this what do you think of this because I was like just kind of put those away because I figured it looked kind of hokey you know, like go to a new concert, dude, just like go to, go to some other one or whatever, you know, like, uh, I didn't want to seem like some guy that was just like holding on to something from back in the day or whatever, but I do have all these super old concert shirts and occasionally I bust some out when I go to shows or like, I'm going to go to like a maiden show. I'm going to bust out one of the, you know, like the 2008 tour I went to or something, you know, like go bust out one of those shirts or something to that, you know, to that effect. But, uh, is wearing old concert shirts hokey? What do you guys think? 
Uh, or is it like cool? Cause I had a couple of people tell me like, it's actually really cool that you have those shirts. Uh, so like I would wear them even if, you know, cause I have to think like those shirts from 2006, 2007, 2008 that I have, you know, 15 plus years old, uh, pretty wild. It's pretty wild. So yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of wild to think about that stuff that, uh, I have all those concert shirts, but I barely wear them and I got a new Satriani shirt. I'm wearing this thing with pride though. Cause uh, holy moly, it took me forever to go see him. And, uh, of all the guitar gods, he's the one that I probably look the most like, uh, for everyone on Patreon. You can, yeah, you get the joke. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. You guys have seen the pictures. I'm, I definitely, um, have a close cut. Let me just say that. So I look kind of like, you know, Joe in, in some capacity sure can't play like him, but, uh, I had a blast watching him. So, uh, those are the, the big three that I went to recently. I know Steve Vai is going to be in Des Moines at Hoyt Sherman. I think next week, maybe, uh, I've asked a handful of people to go. Uh, you know, some of them said yes. And then when I asked them later, they were like, I don't know. So whatever. But I haven't I haven't bought tickets yet. I last I looked it had not sold out quite yet. But I'm uh maybe I'll just go alone and sit up in the balcony like I did last time. Holy moly, I had so much fun. Uh it was actually the first time I'd ever been in the balcony at Hoyt Sherman. Every time I've been to Hoyt Sherman, I've sat like relatively close, you know, or somewhere like that. I, like I said, I used to be one of those people that's like, well, I got to get tickets right away. Like right when they come out, I got the pre-sale codes and I still get a lot of the pre-sale codes emailed to me and stuff. But even nowadays, eh, you go on there and half the tickets are already like instantly sold and like there's bots and all this other stuff. And it's just not as cool and convenient and nice as it used to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, plus, you know, we're not all, you know, I'm not young. I can't go out there and buy a block of four tickets and just like tell my buddies to come with and they will, you know, people have obligations and lives and things like that and other stuff they want to do. It's not like, you know, they're all getting older. It's not like you just want to go to concerts for the rest of your life forever. But, uh, you know, it has been a blast, like kind of getting, getting back into it. You know, ever since I started playing music, I haven't gone to as many shows, uh, to watch music and I still have, but, uh, it hasn't been, as much as as recently but I, most of the shows that I've gone to in recent past have been you know those guitar gods kind of guys or whatever um like I said I saw that generation axe tour uh whatever that was you know four or five years ago that you know that was Steve Vai and Tosin Abasi and uh yeah Malmsteen and uh yeah uh Zach Wilde and uh Nuno Betancourt and I think that's it but yeah you know that it was like that was that group of you know, dudes. Otherwise it was like, uh, I saw Tony McAlpine maybe once or so when he came through, uh, Felix Martin, maybe a couple times. Who's like another weird one. Uh, it's gotta go check these guys out. If you've never heard of them, uh, Tony McAlpine, I actually saw him on tour with Steve Vai. The first time I saw Steve Vai on tour, which was absolutely wild. Cause he had Tony McAlpine and, uh, Billy Sheehan, uh, on the base. Uh, anyways, yeah, I'm just rambling about shows I'd been to and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. Has anybody been to any cool shows? Anybody going to that Vi show? Maybe I'll buy a ticket. I'll see you there. Um, maybe not. We'll see. I don't know. It could be a good time. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Even if I have to go alone, I honestly don't mind going places alone. I do a lot of it anyways. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not that big a deal. I don't mind driving, driving down the road alone. I don't, I don't mind driving at night. Um, so yeah, then I don't have to worry about, you know, it's just me. It's like, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to eat. I'm going to, you know, take a nap or whatever. I'm going to go get some, you know, food or what I can do kind of whatever I want. So it's kind of nice, but, uh, yeah, hoping to maybe catch some more shows, uh, 
as the winter progresses, I, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, as this year's been odd in some capacities where I feel like the podcast has accordioned a few times. Uh, like I'll have too many guests and then I'll have not enough and then I'll have too many and then I'll have not enough. And it's the same way with like going to play shows and going to like watch shows, but maybe, uh, I'm just kind of figuring out as I grow up, like, and you and establish like certain patterns, that's kind of how certain things just kind of tend to go. Uh, just, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on today, not much going on tomorrow. You got a lot of stuff going on the next day and you can try and break it all down, but it's not, you know, nothing's ever perfect because, uh, it's just the way it is. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm getting a good handle on it. Uh, a solo episode, obviously this week. Uh, but still I've got a handful of guests scheduled out for the next week, you know, and inevitably sometimes, it, uh, guests will cancel or, you know, things just happen, but, you know, that's why I try and schedule extras out. I'm going back through and uh, messaging people and some are getting back to me. So I appreciate it. If you've gotten back to me, I know I've gotten a lot of messages in the last month. So, uh, I'm, uh, hitting y'all up and, uh, hop on the podcast. And I had a couple people reach out too, which is, uh, really awesome. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things if you reach out and I can find enough information on you to, to pull together something that might kind of sound like an interview and uh, if it's intriguing to me, yeah, I'd, I'd pretty much have just about anyone on here. I've been debating having some, uh, you know, just some self-employed people on here and things like that, just just to kind of mix it up just a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, I'm still going to try and lean as closely into something that's like entertainment based as I can, uh, because it's it's this is the one thing we all enjoy. We all enjoy entertainment. We enjoy art. We enjoy music. We enjoy going to see pro wrestling shows and and acting and things like that. We enjoy all that stuff. So that's, you know, that's, that's what I'm kind of out here to support. And, and, uh, it does have its perks though, uh, being the person that supports all this stuff. I don't know if he wants me to show you this, but I'm showing it to you on, on the Patreon. Boom. That's what I'm talking about right there. See that? Wham. <sighs> Looks good. Uh, for those that don't have the Patreon, uh, I got Mike Walsh sent me a copy of his new CD losing control, man. I'll tell you what, that makes me smile so much and no, nobody has to give me anything, but I'll tell you what I, for somebody that I just randomly met online, I really dig Mike Walsh and it's not because he gave me a free CD. I'll tell you that. Uh, I, I just, I love it, man. Uh, I know we, he and I have traded like merch back and forth before. So uh, I, I get it. It's just, it is what it is. You know, maybe it's a trade tit for tat, you know, uh, but still, uh, I've got a copy of his CD, and it just warms my heart that I actually, there's a handful of people that have sent me their their CDs, and I have this nice collection of people's CDs that I'm starting. It's like I'm, like, uh, I'm going to be my own little mini radio station or something, you know, or like, I, uh, you know, uh, I've been doing this for four years, and uh, I've, I've had the ability to talk to quite a few different people, and most of them are still making music, and... Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's wild to think I've been doing this for four years and uh, just kind of, I, I even I can't believe what uh, what I've accomplished and it's not like I'm trying to toot my own horn but I guess if uh, for those that don't know I was recently on the McAllister Hours which is a, a show slash podcast that's based out of Des Moines and uh, Coleman McAllister is the host he's been on here a couple times and uh, I enjoyed listening to his podcast. It's kind of like a, an open forum for discussion for any opinion that, uh, he's, you know, he likes to play devil's advocate, but at the same time, he wants everybody to kind of talk about what they want to talk about. So, uh, he went on there and just basically like gave me an open forum 
And I, I went into the podcast, uh, most of the time I'm fairly reserved online nowadays, but I went into that podcast thinking to myself, I kind of want to revert to the way I used to be. And uh, for those that used to know me, I used to be very outspoken with my opinions. And, uh, you know, for those that have just met me basically through like the podcast and or um, possibly through playing music and things like that with different bands. But the people that have met me through that might not know me as as very opinionated because I, I you know, just like the last five, 10 years, I haven't been as opinionated online. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I basically just, uh, you know, threw caution to the wind and just talked about basically any topic he wanted to tackle. And uh, I gave my opinion on it. And uh, one of the topics we talked about, you're going to have to go back and listen to that one if, if you want to hear it. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's totally cool. I understand a lot of people just tune in here to hear the guests, but uh, yeah, go back and listen to that. But uh, one of the topics we talked about was like imposter syndrome. And I, don't, I, uh, I, I feel like it's a topic that, you know, might need to be openly discussed, but I had a few people reach out to me after I shared that link to that video clip that Coleman had made for the McAllister hours on Facebook. Uh, I shared it. A lot of people watched it. I had some people reach out and say like, dude, I get it. I feel the same way you do. And, uh, it wasn't always, you know, it wasn't always about podcasting. It wasn't always about music, which kind of blew my mind how there's so many people out there literally just working hard and trying their best to feel like they fit in. And it's people that I feel like they fit in, but for some reason they feel the same way I do where they're like, I don't know if I fit in. And it's like, dude, you totally fit in. But, you know, once again, it's one of those things where imposter syndrome is a thing. And so it, uh, it was a topic that was definitely touched on over on, on the McAllister hours and the reel uh, that he has out there for it is, is totally worth a watch. It's a nice little short reel that we, you know, we kind of talk about, you know, what it is and, and why it impacts some of us, but yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell to, you know, to, to feel that way. Um, I do, I do want to bring up one more time that, uh, you know, thank you to anyone that has ever sent me things, you know, like, uh, it, it's not like it is never, ever, ever required for anyone to ever send me anything, but holy moly, I am, I'm grateful. It's, uh, uh, some that do know me, it's like, I'm, I'm weird about getting in and giving gifts. I just don't, I don't, I don't know why it's, uh, it's odd. It's an odd thing, but, uh, I appreciate it. So all I've got to say is this, and this is, uh, just a plug once again, but, uh, Mike Walsh's new albums out there and, uh, it's totally worth it's totally worth checking out. Uh, let's see here. Losing control. Go check it out online. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, otherwise the, the music video for Tennessee is out there. That's worth checking out as well. I mean, there's all sorts of goodies. Um, Mike's just been a busy guy lately. So go check him out at one of his shows and, uh, see what he's got to offer. Cause I'll tell you what, I, I've met so many people doing the podcast that every now and then I sit back and reflect on it, or I'll see people that I had befriended from the podcast uh, just online, and it's it's wild, because mo- most of the guests, in some capacity or another, have made it into one of the circles of one of my social medias. So, like, I, I see what they're doing, you know, generally uh, on a week-to-week basis when I when I get on social media, um, which hasn't been as much lately as it, as it used to be, but... Uh, it's uh, it feels nice. I will say that though, um, not being on social media as much, um, it it feels good. Um, I took. It's tough to do. It takes some time to like get used to doing it. But I took a a little lesson from, um, 
Mike Schulte, you know, with like scheduling out Mike Schulte from the Pork Tornadoes. He's been on this podcast before. He had the Iowa Music Podcast. He talked about this on that episode. But basically, like, if you have social media and you need it for, like, a band or a business or something, and you don't want to spend all day on it trying to, like, oh, i got to post at 9.30, and then i gotta got to post again at, you know, 6.45, or, like, whatever times they are or whatever. Um, but instead of doing that, you can just schedule it all out, and it kind of makes it easy. And then you can just... Now your time online is uh, basically just going on and checking up on your things. Are there comments on there you need to address? Things like that. So uh, now you have like a, a better reason to go online. It's just to check that stuff and boom, you're off. Uh, and you don't have to worry about like scheduling out time or just constantly being on your phone to be like, oh, I should probably make a post or whatever. So yeah, scheduling things out definitely helps out quite a bit. And that's kind of what I've done with my social media. And it has uh, it's uh, helped out quite a bit with like uh, just my general day to day, you know, like everyone always says that I quit social media and I feel so much better, but you know, having it take a little bit more of a backseat has kind of led me to have more free time to do the things that I want to do. And it sounds dumb, but I think maybe that just, even if it's not much free time, I think it's just maybe I'm more present with the people I'm with. And another one of those things was I, I had turned off a lot of the notifications on my phone for a lot of different services, uh, or set up timers on them. And I'm finally like starting to adhere to the timers on them. So if I'm on my phone too much, it'll just start locking me out of apps and things like that, which is okay. Um, I can still bypass it and if I need to get into it, but still it's kind of nice to have those limits set out on there, uh, ahead of time. And then, um, to do my best to adhere to them. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's one of my favorite things about, social media and my least favorite things is the fact that it's so helpful and so useful and you can get the word out there and talk to so many different people and meet so many people like like for instance with music and this podcast and things like that in my life um but also you end up with that like fear of missing out and it ends up being like a little bit of a drag on your day to spend all day online and and things like that you know everyone we all love social media and we all hate social media but at the same time it's just one of those necessary evils so um Anybody that had any advice on ways to kind of like, not necessarily kick it, because I don't want to kick it, but it's a, a nice way to, to mitigate being on it all day. Uh, that was, you know, what I had kind of read and and how I'm going about it. So I'm um, doing all right with that. You know, it's uh, it's still, it's tough to remember to like, oh, I got to go back out and, and schedule all this stuff out. Or like, oh, I forgot to schedule out, the, you know, the Patreon post, which happened. So I had a Patreon episode that came out a day later than it should have. Um, but you know, things like that, uh, otherwise, you know, there's, there's things that, uh, it does help out with quite a bit. So if that's something you guys are struggling with or you want to do, or it's just a nice way to get things out there with your band where it's just like, I've got a show coming up in a few weeks. I'm just going to schedule out some posts. I'll post, you know, Monday and Wednesday and Friday about the show. And then the show's on Saturday and you know, wham, there you go. Boom. Easy. It's all set up. You don't have to go log back in every single day and be like, well, got a show, but cause it's already there, you know, and that gives you time ahead of time to kind of goof around and, uh, actually be a little bit more useful at the same time with your time on social media where like, you don't have to be at a computer to schedule this stuff out, which is another fun thing about it. So I, uh, it's just something that's worth checking out. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't really don't have too much else I really wanted to get into here. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to talk about the shows I'd been to, uh, thinking about going to another show, uh, being on the McAllister hours. What an absolutely wild episode. Uh, the joke I had made was like, I, I feel like every opinion I held in for the last like five to 10 years 
was finally just like and it's like it all, he opened up pandora's box and they all came out at once and he caught lightning in a bottle because he had he had the cameras rolling ladies and gentlemen so go check that out over on uh his channel uh or his social media basically anywhere or wherever you're listening to this go check it out uh it's over on the McAllister hours you can look for that anywhere and i uh i should be the most recent episode uh or one of them i guess because he puts out two a week now he's starting to catch up with me when it comes to episodes and uh, we talk about that in the episode. Uh, we talk about all sorts of goofy stuff, not just music. Uh, and I mean, it it's basically like anything that's been a hot button issue in politics for the last handful of years. We like start picking some of those out and talking about them. And just it's uh, it's a wild it's a mixed bag of wildness. So uh, go check it out if that's something that, you know, sounds like it interests you. Or uh, if you just kind of want to hear me talk some more. But if you don't want to hear me talk some more, I'm totally understandable. There's plenty of other good McAllister Hours episodes out there. So go, just squeak over there, scroll past my episode, and just kind of start reading through some of the, the descriptions on the other ones. You'll be like, holy cow, I'm going to check this one out. I'm going to check that one out. He's got a little bit of something for everybody over there. So uh, hats off to Coleman. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate it, you know. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh we've, we've built like a, a, we've, we talked about it. It's, it's, it's competitive, but it's not, it's, uh, you know, uh, we've, we have this kind of like buddy, buddy friendship, we, you know, kind of got going on. Cause we both have podcasts and we're kind of sort of ish a little bit talking about the same thing, but sort of kind of not. So, uh, I love being over there on his podcast. I love tuning in, seeing who he's got on there. He does a really good job on his social media with the reels. Uh, uh it's worth going to his social media just for the reels, honestly. Just to, just go check those out, and they'll suck you into an episode. That's how it works. Uh, that's that's how it works. You know what? What can I say? That he does it for a job. You know, <laughs> he went to school for it, so uh, he's good at it. So, yeah, hats off to him over there. Just just he's he's cruising right along, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, go check out the old episodes that we got here too. Uh, there's some good episodes. Uh, you know, recent in the recent past. Uh, all I got got to say is, uh, there's a lot of people that listen every week and there's uh, a handful of people that listen sometimes and there's, uh, I totally get it. Everyone listens inconsistently, but, uh, yeah, the last episode was Mike Walsh. Thanks again to Mike for, uh, hitting me up with one of these copies of his CDs. It's uh, super cool. If you're not a CD person, I know he talked about in, in his episode about getting some vinyl in. Otherwise, like past episodes, Ron Lee King, Whammo, totally worth it. Go check that one out. He's been one of uh, pretty much the, the favorite guests on this episode. He's requested a lot by a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's back on the episode. Plus some new people, uh, new people, people who haven't been on in a while, people I've never met, uh, which is awesome. It's tons of fun to sit down and talk to people I've never met. So there's going to be some more of those people in the upcoming weeks, which uh, makes me nervous but excited. So hope you guys are too. I'm going to check out. It's just a short episode this week. Next week, uh, like I said, I've got a few in between now and then uh, scheduled out. So we'll see who ends up shaking down to be the first one, but it's going to be a good time. Uh, Thanks, guys. There it is. Episode 214 is done. It's done for. I can't wait to get some guests back on here. I, like I said, the last couple of weeks have been wild. I, uh, I've recorded a bunch of guests uh, really close to one another, and then I had to space the episodes out, and then I did it again. And uh, I had a lot of backlogs there for a little bit, but uh, it was kind of wild to get everybody in on uh, to be on the podcast. And then, obviously, you know, I dropped the ball a little bit, but hey, 
we're gonna get some more guests back on here soon got some guests scheduled out i am stoked about it so i uh, hope you guys are too go check out the past episodes if you're listening to this one and you skipped over the last couple trust me some of those new people in there and some of those old old guests on there they've got some fun new stuff going on totally worth checking out so check those older episodes out otherwise uh we've got audible farm on patreon one more time i'm going to mention that one dollar a month video versions of the of the podcast are over there thinking about trying some bonus content uh, i've got some basic ideas i kind of want to try but uh I don't really want to. Uh, I don't want to go too nuts with with uh, what kind of content I'm I'm kind of trying to do over there, because I just don't have the time to make piles and piles of content and edit it all down. I would love to, but uh, that would require a little bit more doings. And uh, yeah, so if you guys have some suggestions for things you would like to watch over on the Patreon, hit me up. What would be worth one dollar a month to you? Hmm? What would you do for a Klondike bar? Uh, otherwise, yeah, other than the Audible Farm Patreon, there's the Audible Farm shop. Shop.audiblefarm.com. All the goodies over there. Uh, check out the past episodes. Check out uh, all the social medias for the past guests. Gotta love it. Speaking of social medias, uh, super close to getting to 1,500 likes or followers or whatever's on Facebook. And uh, super close to 500 on Instagram. So if you guys have either one of those and you aren't following Audible Farm over there, check it out if that's something that interests you. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, I I really don't have too much else to talk about this week. I did most of it in the episode. And these intros and outros on the solo episodes, um, it's like putting an extra piece of bread around your sandwich as far as I'm concerned. It's just a little bit too much. A little bit too much me. It's kind of like, hey, here's some me. Here's some music. Hey, guess what? Here's a little bit more me. And uh, there's some music and some more me. Uh, and I'll talk while the music's playing or whatever. I, whatever. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, I added a minute by talking about how I talk too much. So, I'm out. Peace. Peace.